Shop of Maniacs. You are listening to another episode of the Shop Talk Show with Click and Tap, the Pointer Event Brothers. I'm Dave, and with me is Chris. Chris, how are you doing I'm today? Doing fantastic. Uh, hey, who do we have in our studio? Well, another set of brothers? Yeah. Another. <laughs> Did we do a brother show recently? No. Brothers? No, you and I was pretending you and I are oh. brothers. But, you know, <laughs> we it's might fine. as well be. It's fine. We're not they brothers. say brothers yeah, from another mother is what they say. So that yeah, we have um you you might you might recognize Brad Frost. How you doing, Brad? Yo, friend of the show, been on before. And Brad, your brother is on. Ian Frost, what's up, Ian? Hello, hello. Yeah, this I think it was Dave's idea for a show came from some from talking stuff. I think a lot of you out there are going to be really interested in this. We're going to do a a like career transition show because that is exactly what happened to you, Ian, right? Like literally like like do I have this right weatherman or is that weatherman? What is that real? <laughs> that is real. <laughs> that is real. Meteorologist. Meteorologist. Makes it sound so I, better. Yeah, right. I, it's like when I call, uh, like, there's people that do finance, you know, like, I know somebody who went to, like, Brown for finance. And if you say, like, oh, and our accountant, that's, like, not cool. You don't call <laughs> finance people accountants. That's, like, not right. You don't call meteorologists weathermen, is that? Nope. Same, yeah. Okay. So, what? I mean, let's start there because it's just an, inc- you know, it's an incredible like different careers. Some people are like, I had abandoned college and then I became a web developer. Well, that's 92% of all web developers. <laughs> but to- I, I there. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the complete breakfast. <laughs> and so right. Less interesting. Or or it was, you know, and it's not terribly weird to find web developers that had a degree in English or whatever. You know, Dave majored in anime. So like yeah. it's getting it's getting more common not necessarily computer science, but that people go to a boot camp or something. But still, the generation of developers that probably Brad, Dave, and I are from are like, your degree is pick something out of a hat. Really random English majors, who know, philosophy, whatever. Uh, but but that's changing a little bit. You, I don't think Weatherman is even one of the cards in the hat, though. Oh, meteorologist, I'm sorry. So, but, but like, so I guess the obvious question is like, why give that up? That seems like a cool job. And like what, you know, what led you to, I don't know, just to do your path, do the, do the, do the five minutes. Yeah. Um, so I went to Penn state university for meteorology, got a degree in meteorology and then moved to outside of Washington, DC to be a meteorologist for four years. And I started out working 10 PM to 7 AM shifts which was fantastic. Um, been there. Not really. <laughs> the graveyard uh, shift. Exactly. Um, so I worked overnight shifts for probably like two or three years and then got promoted, quote unquote promoted to the 3 a.m. shift, which uh, sounds even better. Um, so pretty much I got sick of that. And I also proposed to my now wife, uh, at the time, and and we were kind of trying to decide where we wanted to live. I'm like, I'm not super thrilled with my company, and uh, I decided to move to Pittsburgh. And so for like two years, I think I looked for jobs in my field. There's not a whole lot around here. Um, Is it one from, of those jobs where you got to like, you just go where the job is? Yeah, it's like, super, super duper specialized. Um, so I ended up Brad, you and you and dad came down and and moved me, moved me out of my townhouse. uh, I think the Wednesday before I got married and then basically, yeah, moved. You're like, I'm going back to Pittsburgh job or not. Yep. It was maybe a month out from Ian's wedding. And I was like, when are you moving to Pittsburgh? (laughs) Because you're, whenever you get married, typically you, you live with your spouse after that. And it was like right up before the, the wedding. I, I, was, uh, I was in Germany at a conference. I couldn't sleep. And so, you know, got on Facebook and Ian was online. And I asked that question. I was like, what are you doing? Like, when are you moving to Pittsburgh? And, and that's what kind of kicked the whole thing off because you were like, I've been looking for jobs 
haven't been able to find any. So trying to sort of find a a way to get over there. And so that's what led to, well, yeah. I've got a bunch going on with my stuff. If you want to come, if you're interested in this at all, to just help me out for a couple of months, just sort of get your feet planted here, be able to be in town, yeah. which is And what was that? Like answer in. my emails or whatever? Like, was it like a professional assistant or something? Or what? W- I had stuff, you know, there, there's just like, there's just content management chores. There's just stuff, yeah. you know, you guys know this, like there's, there's a million things sort of swirling around. It wasn't like, hey, I need you to be like the lead developer on a client project. But it's just like, yeah, kind of tidying up emails, tidying up like yeah. a bunch of stuff. But so. was it in your was it in your head, though? You're like, what if, though? What if I could? No, it, I could it, we, no. we set up a contract like we're doing this right. And so it was it was in a three month contract, yeah. right? Yeah. Three, so like three you're going to help me out for three months get over, move to Pittsburgh, start your job search, and I'd be on, be on your way. Oh, okay, okay. So the, and then, so how did those three months go? It was obviously not terribly, right? <laughs> and just, sorry, yeah. like putting a time frame on, I feel like this was Web Design Day 2016. We're uh, hanging out, Valhead and the Posse. I remember and that. I feel like that was the time zone, right? Like May-ish 2016? It was a year before that, yeah. A year before that. Okay, yeah. okay. Just mm-hmm. wanted to like get the time frame for everyone. Yeah, we should go to but, conferences okay. again. Wasn't that fun? <laughs> Remember that, man? Yeah, that the problem a, is you have to think of something to say to get invited. Uh, <laughs> 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 Quit doing cool. that. So it's a three months banger. At the end of that, you're like, well, I didn't actually find a job. Tell me what, continue the story from there. It was, it was more along the lines of I enjoyed what I was doing. Um, by the end of that three months, I think Brad, I don't know, I'm I'm not going to speak for you, but I feel like you appreciated having someone to help you out with, with things. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty much just like the, the transition was taking like a few code Academy courses and. We're, okay. Now uh, let's do that. Yeah, then, can, Cause you mentioned yeah. it. Is it, is this, this was not entirely under Brad's tutelage. You, you trained yourself. You know, yeah. I mean, it was, it was guided. I would say Brad guided. Yeah. It was, it, it was me telling Ian, go take these courses like right <laughs> yes. now. Yeah. So okay. code yeah, Academy we, then that worked out well for you. Okay. You never know. Cause there's a thousand choices like, and I'm not even exaggerating that number. So yeah, it was, it was a mix of code Academy reading, um, a list of part books, um, and just kind of Googling. Yeah. Brad, I, I continue to remember Brad saying, Google it, Google it. I would always ask him a question. Yeah. And it's like, Google it. And I, I really appreciate that looking back on that now. Yeah. Here's, here's, here's what, what really happened. It was like, it was like, Code Academy is a great place to just sort of get your just your you know syntax right and sort of just sort of understand what markup is, what CSS is, how to sort of do all of that. And so I'm like, that's a good thing to just sort of get that, get exposed to that. And I, I'm too busy to 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 do this or whatever. But but it, we did have I I I thought long and hard about sort of what to expose Ian to first, because there's like so many moving parts to this. So the first thing that I actually had him do uh, was, was actually make updates to our uncle has a chiropractor website. That was like one of my first like paying web design gigs was, was my uncle's chiropractic website, which is like a, a, like a 10 pager, you know what I mean? Just sort of no content management system, no whatever. And so in between my first paying gig and when Ian joined, my uncle had sort of brought on or he he got the total snake oil treatment from some SEO guy who was yep. like, well, we're, we're going to get you on like the front page of Google. And what they did was just annihilated his pages with all of this gross content, like a bunch of typos, a bunch of just sort of duplicated kind of like Pittsburgh Pittsburgh chiropractor, Wexford yeah. chiropractor, Cranberry chiropractor, like basically all of the suburban 
you know, sort of the things, just sort of littering the pages with that. And so I was like, this is great because this is, this, all of this needs to go. And I'm like, and that doesn't even really involve markup or styles or doing any real sort of web development work. But what it does do is get him familiar with version control, GitHub, pushing and pulling, making updates to a site. Mm. So that, that, that and the Code Academy stuff was like, this is like a good intro to like make a change, remove these words from a, a web page, and then commit those changes and see them live on the site. So that was that was kind of like the intro, and that that was that was the sort of you know the shallow end, and then sort of we slowly sort of got more into the deep end. Yeah. Well, tell me, Ian, did that feel good? Was that part of the thing that you enjoyed doing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I enjoyed the HTML and CSS part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the JavaScript part, uh, obviously a, a bit more heavy handed and a little more com- complex than those two. Um, I feel like it was Brad, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the death, the bullshit site that we mm. did, uh, that really taught me a lot about how to write JavaScript, whether it was, you know, the best way to do it, it probably wasn't, but like it it taught me a lot on like how to Google things and how to write for loops and all of that stuff. And I had, I had had some previous experience with, um, I took a computer science class in high school, learning like Pascal and like visual basic and, and all of that stuff. And then I took some like a Fortran class and then Gee, like wow. C plus plus in college. Mm-hmm. So like I had had some experience with, programming languages before um so it's just like a different flavor of it i feel okay okay um wow this is that's that's great so you but there was some actual enjoyment that came from <laughs> yeah, abs- yeah absolutely and i had i had thought about possibly going into computer science and then ish ish um and then i took a class in college and i'm like eh, i don't know if this is for me so right right and and you were taking the classes with what in mind, you know, you're like, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know how much Code Academy you need to like, if, if you're, if Brad is right there saying, like, I don't know, just update our uncle's website or whatever was the, was the class work and, and such to be like, I want to work on bigger deal stuff than this and be more billable or whatever. Was that in mind right away? It was like, what if we could bill for two people instead of one kind of. Um, I, I'd say that, that I just kind of wanted to get comfortable with it so that I could, mm-hmm. you know, team up with Brad and, and our partners on projects to be able to write good code. And, uh, yeah, Brad, Brad, Brad kind of helped guide the way with like, you know, how do we write good code together that makes us feel that like not two people are writing it, but mm-hmm. just like one whole team is writing it. Yeah. So, so yeah, the, the, the sort of like ramp was really low stakes stuff and then like into sort of side project territory. So that death to bullshit site was like a perfect example of it's like, this is a site that I've wanted to make for a while that, but I just don't have the time to sort of do this. And sort of the fun with that was the JavaScript that Ian learned was to make the most obnoxious anti-pattern stuff. So on the Death to Bullshit website, it's like literally just like a flat HTML page. But then whenever you turn the bullshit on, uh, there's like a switch that sort of adds all of these ads and carousels and sort of parallax effects and stuff. And so that was like the first JavaScript that Ian learned how to write was this. But but it's like, it was great because it was like super fun, super low stakes, like, you know, no clients are going to yell at us. There's no other like stakeholders. So that was like a really good sort of, again, sort of on-ramp into that. And it was kind of like coming out of that stuff. Whereas like, okay, like now maybe we could start putting you on some, some client work stuff, but, but to, to speak to the like sort of billable, like two people thing, it was not that at all. It was really just kind of like, uh, Ian's going to be hanging out for a while. Maybe he could help me with like a couple of side projects. And that was really after that, that it was like, holy smokes, like I'm actually just 
getting buried with client work and stuff like that. And I actually needed extra help. And so it ended up working out really well. So there's some uh, serendipity that happened like, Oh the, yeah, there's for sure. For sure. Like there's yeah. a big, a big one landed in your lap and I was like, actually, why don't you and do that, something? And that, and that big one was uh, about.com. If you, if you remember about.com. Wow. Is that project? About.com and- is like 10, 10 sites now, right? Isn't it something like that? It's like big SEO. Play and and that, that was the gig. That's So that's what we helped. That's oh, what okay. we helped them do. So that, so the brief for about.com was basically we have this site that's like older, literally older than Google. And, uh, and as a result, their Google juice is insane because if you, how do I change a car tire? And it's like, boom, number one, like about.com how to change a car tire. But then also like, am I pregnant? Boom. About.com. Am I pregnant? And and as it happens, like back in the day, that's like how that all went. Right. It's like these like giant content farms, you know, these like big monolithic websites. And that's like not how things work anymore. And so it's like weird. You're not going to go to the same site to fix your car tire and figure out if you're pregnant or not. It's like very strange. I'm, I'm not going to get my kombucha <laughs> recipe from like about.com, right? Like, But I'm, they totally have that stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. So, so that was, that was yeah. the, the gig was to like, let's explode this monolithic brand and spin up these sort of content specific verticals, like these new brands for each of these sites um, and, and sort of power that by with the same sort of underlying sort of design system and platform. And so that was, Ian, your sort of intro to client work, which is which was a pretty that that it did go from like side project to like throw you into the deep end, I think, pretty quickly after that. So, yeah. yeah. What, what, what technologies is that? And can you say you might not be able to say, but like, is it like? react or what what kind of setup is it that was that was vanilla what vanilla html css and javascript with like some what xml or something yeah their 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 back end stuff was java but what we were delivering was okay. the sort of front end markup but at that time it was it it wasn't yet like here's this sort of bundled up consumable component library so what what we did, I think he had right. It was it was Pattern Lab, so like mu- mm-hmm. and mustache based, I think still sort of at that time. Okay. So it was like us delivering like here's the sort of front end markup, and then they sort of still had to sort of do a kind of a conversion step to sort of get that into their Java based back end system. So which which is an ideal it, these days, you know, we wouldn't do that these days, but back then it. it I don't think that the the dust was totally settled on a lot of the sort of plumbing for how to sort of create a perfectly encapsulated button and then sort of ingest that into an app. This episode of Shop Talk Show was brought to you in part by Elastic. Elastic enables the world's leading organizations to put their data to work using the power of search. Whether it's connecting people and teams with content that matters, keeping applications and infrastructure online, or protecting entire digital ecosystems... Elastic's search platform is able to surface relevant results with speed and at scale. Learn how you can get started with Elastic's search platform for free by going to, get this, elastic.co slash shop talk. So, yeah, what I'm curious, and I think we talked about it a bit before the show, like the... I think a lot of people are in that very situation. Like they can sling some HTML. They've maybe built a design system in HTML they, or they have one in Figma or, you know, designer developer or casual developer, whatever. And, you know, I, I, in, in my experience, the needs of websites are just growing and growing and growing. And so I think Brad, you talk about this sort of, uh, kind of bringing, bridging the front in the back end or front of the front and the back of the front sort of, and, and kind of we're now kind of need to broaden our skill set and be in that business where we build JavaScript 
systems, you know, um, or, or have the ability. So I, I think a lot of people are on that, on that bridge, <laughs> one side of that bridge ready to, Oh boy, I maybe need to go over. So what was that like? Well, like your first, like, hi, this is reactor. This is, um, uh, I don't even know a twig or something like it's just some kind of very dynamic sort of thing. What was your, what was that transition? Yeah. Um, I think we had, basically we had a, another project coming up that they wanted to build it in react. Um, so we basically, did we even take any courses, Brad? We, we did something. I feel like there was one course maybe, but like it was a lot of, this was back when React was very, like, it wasn't well-documented at all. And I remember, like, doing a bunch of Google searches and not being able to find anything. But um, but it was just kind of like, all right, like, let's just dive in and, and figure this stuff out. So it was kind of like getting in, building some, like, components, some, you know, just buttons, just, like, basic sort of things and and kind of figuring out like oh like what's the best way to build this this button and i think it was like me and brad talking back and forth about like what's the best way to structure this react component because at that time it was like very like sort of blurry as to like what these things look like it still is it's super unopinionated and you can do it a million things so yeah from tutorial to tutorial to tutorial you're looking at jsx or you're looking at a react component you're like is this even the same thing like is this the same language i I remember that and we're and that's kind of a guess by design and but so as a result you're like well how are we going to do this (laughs) What do they like, want? What what is it? Does it sometimes matter? Do you tell clients what they want? You're like, okay, I understand what you're asking me. I'm gonna give you a deliverable that you're gonna love. Or do they come to you and say, we want this? Please do this. You know, I mean, is that too abstract of a question? No, it's no, it's a, a lot of times it's a hey, we're we're uh, we're replatforming or we're, we're rebranding it. These things, we often come in in those sort of inflection points. We're redesigning the thing, we're rebranding, or we're sort of taking our old crusty ASP stuff over to a more sort of modern tech stack. And that's kind of like where we kind of come in at those seams. And then we sort of help sort of hitch our wagon to going, okay, what are you trying to accomplish? What are you trying to do? And it's sort of in the early days, sort of like up until Ian joined, it was, Hey, we need a responsive website, and I kind of create. I created Pattern Lab uh, along with with the sort of team that helped create that to make that more efficient. And as a result, that became sort of here's these side of the components. They're sort of self contained. They have like these sort of different slots or dynamic bits to them, so you don't have to create a thousand buttons with different text labels for each. You just have like a text slot or a text prop or whatever that you sort of pass stuff into. But over time, when it was sort of what coming back to sort of the React project, it was Mm -hmm. a, we're doing this in React. And so that became the, we helped shape the sort of, okay, so what we're going to do is sort of stand up this standalone React component library that will be published and you will consume that in your application. And they're like, that sounds good. Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly did you do right. storybook or did you hand? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Storybook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've, that was, that was in the beginning days of storybook. <laughs> but it, it, it was, it, and we had this great, great client project that they're like, storybook isn't doing what, what we wanted to do. They're very like bold and also kind of didn't really know what they're doing. And they're like, storybook isn't cutting it for us. So our boy, AJ, created yeah. AJ, AJ book. And yep. we're going to use, you were going to, good. Love AJ <laughs> we're going we're gonna to use AJ book instead of storybook for, for this project. So and that, it was that just was like one. empirically or whatever. It was just worse. That, that's Ian. So that was the one where it's like, that was like kind of like a startup kind of thing. It was like a little like lower stakes uh, compared to sort of some of the other work that we've done, which is like Fortune 500 companies. So it was like, that was like a good test bed for sort of like going through our growing pains with React, like learning on how that all mm. how that all worked. And then we were able to sort of transition that into other 
projects. Yeah, I remember it was it was not that many years ago, Brad, where that was part of. Not to this is I, I do want to focus on the Ian story here, but I remember this so clearly that like. It's the Brad, Ian show. Brad fights with React, Everyone, essentially. Yeah. Like, you're very public about your, like, this is weird and hard and, you know. And to this like, day, I still get a lot of emails from people that are like, I'm in that world. I mean, that's that's why that's why we're all talking here. I think that, you know, Ian's story is it's, it's my own story for that, for what it's worth. But Ian was even fresher than I was. And it was like, here's this thing. We want to use React so we're like, okay, well, what does that actually mean? What does that look like? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that, like, at first, during that time, I'm like, what is this garbage? <laughs> like, oh, really? I can't use it. Like, this is not what I'm used to. And and I feel like with anything, any kind of change, it's just like, this is crappy. And then as you, like, dive more into it, you're like, oh, this is cool. Like, I can hit this button over here and this automatically updates without the pay- entire page reloading. And then it's like, I see the power in this. And then the more you get into it, the more you're like, okay, I kind of like this because I was in the same boat. I, I was like, I don't like React. This is too weird. And now I'm like, oh, React's great. I, I really enjoy enjoy writing it. And I feel like we came up with a system that like works for us. That's That kind of like organizes React components in a way that like, Anyone who is, you know, into JavaScript, CSS, HTML can kind of understand they're broken out a little more rather than like globbing everything together and and kind of being like, here's your button, even though it doesn't look like a button. So, so for all you, you, Dave does client work as well. I'm curious. I never really understood. I'm sure it, you know, depends in a million ways, but like you couldn't isn't it possible to do the kind of client work where you you tell them what you do and they can buy it or not you know and then like conversely you work for clients and you just do whatever the hell they want cuz they got a bunch of money and you you want it and I'll I'll freaking write in Angular if you want. That's cool because I could imagine you. Know, I'm I'm picturing this beautiful Frost Brother created storybook full of of masterfully created components and being like hand hewn, uh, <laughs> aged, artisanal, uh, little little elderflower. Yeah, right. You deliver yeah. that and yeah. like a leather pouch with bourbon in it from. Uh, <laughs> But like, like, isn't that, isn't that like a product? I think that's, I mean, not a, I'm not saying comparing it to product work, but I could see being like, we are a company, we make design systems, we use this tool to do it and you'll, you're going to love it. Or do you just be like, I don't care. You're a, you're a big brand. You, I'll do whatever the hell you want me to do. So behind the scenes, we have like a vanilla sort of Frost Brothers sort of crafted, you know, sort of code base of of this stuff now the tr- here's the trick though or, or here's the thing is like we we get our work by way of you know sort of design systems and i happen to sort of be in there sort of harping on about this stuff for for longer than most so as a result it's hey we're giant org with all of this sort of text sprawling around, please help us wrangle it so that's that's how our work comes in is basically like how do we take we we have angular we have angular one we have angular two we have wordpress we have drupal we have we have react over here we have you know this stuff like it's it's a mess please help us (laughs) and so and so that's how our work comes in but but very often it's less like the clients are shoving things down our throat although sometimes it, it it is that it's more about like we're not often starting from scratch. It's not, please help us do, like sort of stand this stuff up from the ground, ground up. It's more us coming in and sort of assessing what's, what exists already, what's good, what's worth sort of elevating to the sort of, here's how this company does things. And so it's like, we're okay. kind of like a, we're like a conduit for, for a lot of the work that's already happened at the, at the organization. So as a result, that's why we sort of touched so many things and why Ian's had to learn Angular, uh, React, Web Components, uh, uh, and so on and so forth, just because it's like we are trying in, to, to make this work uh, at 
the organization that has already invested in a certain yeah sort of you can't just be like man i don't do web components i do this so goodbye you know like you did. and and we could have done that but but that's you know we want to help people and and get paid to do so so that's yeah. And I've, I've uh, just knowing Dave as long as I have, it seems like Dave gets dra- you get dragged into all kinds of weird technology, and you're like, whatever, that's what I do. I've written, I've written Java before. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I mean, ours. We end up in the like long term relationships, and and it's just like, well, we can design you the thing, and we can build the thing, and we can also integrate the thing. You know, like we know how to do that, and so we end up kind of doing a mix mishmash of all that. So, um, I don't know. It's, it's for better, for worse. Like you want that stuff out. I, I'd be curious if y'all have this situation where you build the, the handcrafted frost brothers system and you're like, here you go. And then people are like, I'm not going to use that. Like, do you, is there like internal resistance? Is there like, is it just something like you just kind of like have to kind of be like, no, no, trust me, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool, or what? I think so. I think what we do that is good and well, great is that we actually like work with their teams rather than just kind of going off building this thing and then being like, here you go, you got to use this, and then they're like, oh, well, we we don't want to use it or like the documentation's not there. I think we write documentation well, and I think working together with them. I remember working with United and basically like working with their product developer to kind of get the React stuff the right way, make sure it works in the product. And like, there you go. So there's no surprises. It's not like you show up one day with their little, with your package we, of components. They know what, what they're getting the whole time. What, what we do. So, so anybody could create components and like, you know, there, there's a, it, if this was so easy, if that's like really what the gig was, then we'd all just use material design because it's like, oh, there it is. It's already done. There you go. So it's like our gigs look like we come in, we talk to everybody, designers, developers, the CEO, like you name it, about like sort of what's going on, what works well, what doesn't work so well, and then how do we sort of craft a design system to sort of, you know, make make your organization better. And and so so we co-create our design systems with our clients, design teams, development teams, and product teams, and we sort of like actively partner up with them. So there's no there's no like handoff, so to speak. It's 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 a slow crossfade of us seeing ourselves out the door and them sort of taking the reins and taking ownership of the thing. So that's that's what we like to do. And sometimes you could do that in like a project, but more likely it's a we'll do sort of like three pilot projects or something where it's like me and Ian are burning really hot, helping them sort of do a lot of the sort of hands on work. Uh, the first project, second project's more of a 50-50 split where they're sort of like doing a lot more of the work. And then the third project is like like an 80-20. They're doing 80% of the work and we're just kind of like there for, for sort of support and then we sort of roll off after that. And it, what, it's, it's great because we get to like, we get to work with a ton of people, even though it's just like me and Ian in a room together, but we get to work with like loads of different people, loads of different tech stacks, hear all sorts of opinions and stuff. And we get to sort of go like, what's just like a difference of opinion? Cause we're, we try to be humble with this stuff where we're like, where it's like, okay, if you're like religious about CSS modules, which that's, or that was a thing. It's like okay, like mm. let's let's use that. Like we don't really care all that much. Like sure, let's do this. So the other people that have strong opinions one way or the other. I see. Like their careometer was like a ten on the, that particular thing. That's right. And and so we so as a result, we get to touch a bunch of things that like other developers care about. And we're like, we would we wouldn't personally reach for that, but sure, let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's say hypothetically. You made a design system sort of under the design umbrella of a company. And then you're on board with all the developers. They're like, yeah, let's do it. Time happens. Those people quit. <laughs> those, those inside new people show up and they're like, uh, let's use bootstrap and material. 
what do you do? What do you do in that hypo- totally hypothetical situation, <laughs> Brad, Ian? Go into a dark corner and cry. I did that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hypothetically. Same, yeah. Hypothetically. Yeah. There was a, there was a, just to con- connect dots to another podcast, and I think that's kind of fun to do on podcasts. There's this, the Post Light podcast, just like Paul Ford and Rich and their gang over there has an agency as well. Their latest show is How to Talk to Billionaires, and they had a good little quip in there about how the ultra rich, when they buy a yacht, there is no yacht store. You know, you can't just be like, give me the, you know, the Firebird or whatever, and it just arrives. It's not a thing. The whole thing is like you talking to United about a design system. The whole thing is bespoke from day one to the 18 months later when the yacht is delivered. There's a meeting every Friday. They pick out the table, the the wood and the, the stuff. And it's like a yacht ends up being like a design system and that they're yeah. every single one of them is entirely bespoke. Yeah. And, and it's like, and that's, that's a lot of the work is like, it's so much of the work is the human stuff because again, yeah, Dave, back to your thing. It's like, why not just use bootstrap or material design? If all it is, is we need buttons. Oh, there are buttons. Like that's, that's. It was just to clarify, it was bootstrap and material. (laughs) I just want to clarify. We need these buttons. Oh, I like the look of that one, but I also like purple. So, Oh, that one has purple. Let's, let's. Because mobile. because uh, mobile. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 lousy. Especially if like hard work has already been done. It's like that's yeah, that's that's a lot of this sort of like human stuff that, that sort of comes in is really sort of making it go, here's sort of specifically what problems we're trying to solve. And Bootstrap doesn't know what those problems are. Material design doesn't know what those problems are. And and at the end of the day, there's certainly commonality between all of these things. And so some of it's neither here nor there if you're talking about a button. But if you're talking about a flight block component, for instance, like being able to display uh, the, the time and the date and the departing airline and, and where you're arriving and to do that consistently across your entire product ecosystem, that's huge. And Bootstrap doesn't have a flight flight block component or material design doesn't have Oh, one. I have it on good authority. <laughs> uh, Bootstrap does everything and it has no downsides. So. so therefore, burn all of our stuff down and re- just, just swap in Bootstrap. That's what I was told. That's what I was told. Yeah. Yep. yep. This episode of Shop Talk Show is brought to you in part by Jetpack, you know, the plugin that does all sorts of stuff for your self-hosted WordPress site. I have not made it a mystery that I'm a fan, I don't think. <laughs> I have it installed on all my WordPress sites. I love the features of it. I love Instant Search. That's one of my favorites. It gives you this really good search experience on your site by doing uh, nothing. It's basically a, a f- switch flip kind of thing, and uh, it's really nice. You know, and then you have full control over that search experience that's just way above and beyond what anything native WordPress could provide. Uh, and and with kind of control, just amazing. Anyway, that's just one thing. I, I do have uh, an ask. Maybe you've seen it um, that I, I'm asking why people don't use it if they don't. So we put up a survey on CSS tricks. You know, it's just a woofoo form kind of thing that asks one question. So it should take very little of your time. Just makes you pick from things that are reasons why you don't use it if you don't. All the way included to like, I don't even know what you're talking about, Chris. Um, but but you know, the, the point is to kind of hone in on some of like if there if you hold any like, do you have some baggage about 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 Jetpack? Like, are you? What do you? What are your thoughts? You know, like does it just not do anything you don't need, or is it too expensive, or do you think that that it doesn't do things the way you want them to? You know, there's a bunch of answers there. Pick the answers you want, and then if you want to follow up with why, you know, and if you really want to expand on it, I mean, use the form, but you can even write to me if you want. I'm just curious because they're a longtime sponsor. I like what they do, and it, it's helpful for me as like a sponsoree to like know why 
somebody might not like the product. Because I'm not just going to be like, you're wrong, you know, <laughs> like, because maybe you're right, or maybe your opinion is valid, or you have different things you're thinking. Of. But sometimes I think there's things that, that I could kind of nudge people and be like, you know, actually, maybe you were right, but you're not anymore kind of thing. And that will just help me be a better sponsoree. And it's probably helpful for them to know, like, what's up with their product, too. So thanks for the sponsorship. Uh, and everybody who's already submitted that form, I appreciate it. So now it's 2021. Ian, are you like, are like, let's say um, you had brand new clients started next week and it was, you know, Svelte, right? Let's say, I don't know how much you've used Svelte or not used Svelte. Would you just be like, oh, not at none? all. Would you just be like, bring it, yo? Or is that your, is, it your, is your confidence to that leveled up to that? I feel like that's been my mantra for the past four years, probably. Yeah. It's just kind of like, you're using Angular? Sure. Well, we'll learn it. I feel like, I think a, a good piece of advice is kind of to, to learn, if you're learning a new framework, learn that framework and like learn its ins and outs, like life cycle hooks, all that stuff and React. And then once you have structured something good in React, then it's like, all right, maybe I'll try my hand at Angular and not like it at first and then like see the value in it. Or maybe I'll look at what is it Astro that just mm, came out? Delicious Astro. All, all of so that good. stuff. So um, it's it's just once you learn one framework, you kind of learn like the common pieces of of each one. There's some nuance to it, but but uh, yeah, I'd be like, bring it on. Why not? Yeah, isn't that the truth? Right, that there's so many. There's all these different languages, but there's there's more commonalities than differences. It, it's same. It's same stuff, different day. Like especially. If what we're talking about is like this sort of front of the front end stuff, right? It's yeah. like at the end of the day, you got text fields, you got, you know, form controls, buttons, typography stuff, you know, cards and containers and like, and, and that's it. And so, so it really does, you could sort of blur your eyes and like look across all of these, whatever people are like, do you like view better? Do you like react better? And like people that get all sort of foaming at the mouth, sort of religious with this stuff. It's just like, just shrug your shoulders. It's like they all do the same general thing. I think it matters more, and we're sort of finding this a little bit more, Ian, if you want to sort of talk about this. So it's like the low-level components, at, and we're, we're increasingly doing web component stuff, which is its own ball of wax. Uh, but it's like the web component stuff is really good for front-of-the-front-end UI components. But then there's the whole sort of React and Friends, state management, blah, 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 the application stuff that still feels like it's not just going to be like, oh, web components are going to be like the future. It's like probably going to be like maybe web components for styling our buttons and getting our sort of stuff like working at sort of a low-level UI level. But then sort of plugging that stuff into sort of these sort of bigger framework ecosystems to sort of actually orchestrate and make the, the apps go and work. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think that web components are, are very powerful. And I think one thing that I did for a client before we even started working with them was basically take sort of like the basic HTML structure of a component actually a few components and then built like part of their page with it in react in angular and in view and basically use that same html structure across the board and then put those side by side to show that hey this thing is the same button that's used over here it's the same html structure that's used over here as long as you have that foundational html structure and good CSS conventions around that, you can get the same basics from each component with just using that, for instance. So if you build a, a design system in React and you want to support Vue, if you have a solid HTML and CSS structure, that makes things a lot easier rather than dealing with styled components and all of that fun stuff too yeah you don't you, you all you have to do is match the classes i mean bootstrap's a perfect example so a lot of our work is 
creating design systems that are meant to go and travel to different tech stacks uh, across a company. It's like very, very rarely is it, we're all in on Bootstrap, or we're all in on React, or we're all in on Angular. Very often it's, we have Angular, and this is actually really important to preserve. We have React, we want to preserve that. We have this other stuff in view. We want to preserve that. How do we make this one system sort of feed all of these things? And Ian's, as he's talking about, he's created, he's sort of stood these things up as like, this is literally the exact same template written in three different frameworks. They look identical from a look and feel standpoint. The tech underneath them is all sort of different. But then the, 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 uh, added magic trick that Ian's done now is gone. Okay. So actually here's these three different frameworks, but that means you have to write and orchestrate and maintain these three different frameworks over time. What I'm going to do now. And Ian just did this for a client and they're like, ah, because he was like, uh, now I'm going to sort of rip this stuff out and pull this into web components and then swap out those web components inside of those other frameworks. So it's like, you could kind of, mm maintain those sort of core UI components as web components and then sort of feed those into the respective frameworks and it just works and you're like, ooh, okay, that's that's nice. Because now oh, it's no you think there might like be a, some future in that web component plus JavaScript component combo? I think so. I think we're we're seeing it. One of our clients right yeah. now is like a Drupal mm. plus React plus uh some view stuff off to the side. And it's like we, well, you we can just... share them then a little bit. Oh, that's it. Cool. Do you have troubles with the? I hear the React or Web Component React bridge is is a bit blip. I don't know something about at, attributes and props and stuff get a little messed up, right? Yeah, yeah, it gets a little a little funky. I think it, here I was telling Brad this the other day. I feel like web components was going in this direction and then like everyone went over to like react and angular and all of that stuff and web components has just been kind of crawling along a little bit and trying to learn from the other frameworks and uh it just doesn't feel like it's totally there yet um but i have a feeling there are going to be more and more people using that probably i've seen the struggle that like you know, you, you pass props. Every every component has its own kind of props. Astro has its own little prop handling thing. Everybody handles props a little differently. The web components, like, don't care, right? They, they have attributes on the tag itself. And depending on what framework you use, they could get chewed up or not. And it's like, with web components, you got to be like, please leave my freaking attributes alone, you know? That's the big, the big yeah. struggle. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. there's there's a lot of that stuff. Um, for Vue and Angular are pretty smooth sailing. You just sort of drop them in, and you're and you're good. But React, in how it handles events and how it sort of does a lot of the stuff, there's a lot of sort of tripping. There's a a good post recently that was like, what what didn't ship in React 18 or something? Did you see this? And it was like this whole like. They're, they're still doing their own proprietary thing. Meanwhile, there's like all these like tickets and sort of like there have been there's been pressure to get them to sort of adopt more of the sort of web component model. And they're just like shrugging their shoulders on it. So it's like I feel uh, that. But I whatever. That's all. That's all sort of short term. Hot drama, whatever. Fast forward, this is what we've been sort of telling our clients is we're like, you know, we could kind of do this. And like, this is the first thing that I feel like five, even 10 years down the road, this is actually probably a safe bet. Whereas like, sure, we could build you your React framework now, but whatever, React will be the new jQuery 10 years from now for, for all we know. But to sort of build it using native web technology again, kind of feels feels good it feels feels good wow big words i know dave's yeah. kind of feeling the same way you've been a little pro- proponent yeah well in, in the like i'm in a web component community group with the w3c but um i i think there's a lot of companies that are using web components from for exactly the reasons y'all are it's like they have a drupal site they have a rails site they have a react site or they have you know like any company of a significant size is all of a sudden, 
you know, you, when you're in mergers and acquisitions, you don't get to control what stuff's built in. Like you just get this weird website and you have to graft it into your weird website and like nothing goes together. And so um, I think a lot of people are, at least in these bigger companies are starting to leverage that. Like Salesforce would be like a prime example. Just they're a big company and they have a lot of different developers from all across the globe touching code and doing stuff, you know? I mean, mm. I don't know. <laughs> the the discrepancy that can happen between like two people's Angular code or two people's like React code or whatever is massive, you know? So, and that can happen in web components too. But like in theory, you have these building blocks set up. Yep. We're in good shape. So, uh, but yeah, it's not perfect yet. Like you're saying, Ian. So, um, but yeah, I think it's getting better. Mm-hmm. I think for low, for low level stuff, it feels really good. And what, what I love doing is just like sort of stepping out in general is just like, it's like, if I have a blog, it's like, if you don't, if you don't make websites and you're just like, I run a company and we have a blog and we have uh, this homepage and we have an e-commerce site and I like want those buttons to look the same. It's like, that's like a pretty reasonable request. Right. But from like a development standpoint, you got to go, wow, it's kind of complicated. <laughs> you know, like you got to, and like with, with web components, you're actually like, yeah, we could actually literally drop in that same sort of button in those three environments and you'll just get it. And I'm like, I like that. That, that feels mm-hmm. good. That's rather than going, well, you have to sort of set up these workflows and these processes and this kind of the, the graphs that I draw to sort of like show how we orchestrate all this technology feels like that uh, always sunny in Philadelphia, like the sort of ransom note gift. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pepe Silva. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is is that? That's a rough moment. It sounds like, or, you know, complicated along this your journey, Ian, was it what was, you know, just to it wasn't all roses or whatever, as they say, right? What was it? Do you, can you think of any kind of setbacks or bummer moments? So, so that same, that same project that I started building react components in like a month into it, they were basically like, we don't want to do react anymore. We want to do vanilla HTML, CSS and JavaScript now, because I don't think at that time they really had anyone who was comfortable writing react. So I basically had to rewrite components to the regular vanilla HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, as well as redo their reference site, because I think we were using Gatsby at the time. Uh, so we ended up changing from Gatsby to Jekyll. Um, Whoa. And then they wanted to change it again. So They were, they were like, what, what about Hugo? What, what do you guys think about Hugo? And we literally thought it was a joke. But there was like there was like straight face on the other yeah. end of the line. <laughs> yeah, like it's how just... much money you got, you know. <laughs> but I think that I think that's where I've learned the most is is started out writing jQuery and then had to transit or had to like convert all of that to vanilla JavaScript. Learned a lot there, learned a lot with that situation. Um, it's just like and recently I, I converted a React.js storybook to React TypeScript. So it's like those situations, just, you learn a lot from just like doing that sort of stuff. It was almost sound um, positive though. Like a client throws a curveball and you manage the curveball. That's cool. Like you did it. But is, I mean like frustrations and like, I don't think I can do this or maybe this job actually sucks actually. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, okay. I mean, I don't, I don't think anything has been too like, oh, I'm going to give up on this. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times I'll just take a step back, be like, I'll do this tomorrow. And then it like pops into your head yeah. a lot easier. But, but yeah, I mean, there are times where you get frustrated. There are times where I've yelled at Brad <laughs> because I'm just like, stop telling me to do this or whatever. And then I'll walk out of the room <laughs> and come back and it'll be fine. But but yeah, I mean, there's frustrations with with anything you do in this. But as long as you're you're willing to kind of fight it out, uh, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, tell me about I, it. I think I think too, it's like the nature of our work is like really again sort of partnering with companies and organizations to like help them do the right thing. That's like kind of pretty expressly the gig. So it's like we often have a pretty good say. And like 
if they're trying to take a weird left turn off the tracks, we we are like kind of actively involved in helping them sort of not do dumb things. And that's like saved our butts a lot. Like, I feel like we've actually sort of come off of now, I feel like a few years of like pretty successful work, which like, I don't know how many people could could say that, but I think that we've like done a lot of things right and tried to like protect ourselves and our clients from like sort of doing too many just kind of too gnarly, hacky, gross things. It's like we're in the business of doing things right. And I think that 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 translates to we're not having to like hold our nose and do too many like gross things. Mm. Which the nature good. of consulting is that they pay you for your expertise. So if they're not going to listen to you, I mean, like, the, does that gives you a little power on day one, right? That they, that's, that's the that's reason exactly they're giving it. you money. Yeah. That's exactly it. And like, I, you know, it's a, certainly a privileged position to be in, but, but it, it has sort of carved out space for us to go, not just like do Angular, Ian. It's really like, okay, like, how do we do this and do it right and do it consistently and like make sure that like everybody's on board with it. It's like, it's it's not just like doing the code part of it. And and I, I do, I feel like it would be a shame not to sort of mention this, like Ian's gig has now sort of shifted, not just from like, he's head down doing the work, building the components. This last project we just wrapped up with PPG, was like he was taking the lead and like training their whole development team and like really sort of helping them sort of do it. So he's now eating into my territory, which usually I'm the one that talks like a madman. And like, it's kind of fun listening to Ian sort of, you know, like have to sort of train people for a couple hours on accessibility or API design or whatever. So, so it's been really cool to sort of see him progress and like sort of take more of like a leadership and an education role now that he has he knows the stuff better than I do. <laughs> well, it, words of advice then for people for fellow feather meteorologists. <laughs> What's funny is there are actually a few people who have who have reached out and they're like, "I'm a meteorologist who's now a web designer." So Whoa, it's kind of it's kind of funny. Um, I'd say my advice is just. I, I hate sound like a, a coach or something, but fundamentals. I mean, I think I think becoming strong in HTML and CSS. If you're like front of the front end, like those are huge, huge, huge things when learning these new frameworks. It's like become comfortable writing HTML and CSS and vanilla JavaScript, and learn learn things like ES6 and like you know arrow functions and all of that stuff. And then maybe, I mean, Storybook now compared to what it was like three years ago, it's, it's easy to spin up a React Storybook and kind of just play around, build a button, build a card, build a page in there. I mean, they have these starter kits with like a button, a header, and a page built out for you. So it's like, let's add some components and read up on that stuff. And I think that's a good way to become comfortable with like working in these new frameworks if you're transitioning from that vanilla world into framework world. That's my advice. Just yeah, build I websites. I, yeah. I've, I've heard that somewhere. Yeah. I wish you could buy a t-shirt one of these days. Yeah, one day you'll get a t-shirt that says that on it. Or it just says Shop Maniacs in the whole, the whole Kogan font. But we'll see. One of these. Breakaway, breakaway tank top. Well, cool. Thanks, y'all. We should wrap it up. Uh, we uh, like this is awesome. I, I think, like Chris was saying, I think a lot of people are, you know, I don't know, thinking about this career change. Been stuck in my house for a while. Might be stuck in my house again. So I might might need a new career. Uh, so um, I think it's cool to hear this story of like evolving and I've getting to watch it in real time too. Ian is kind of cool. Like just like, Hey, I'm thinking about working with my brother or whatever. <laughs> and then and it's like, Oh, I make enterprise like design systems and react and TypeScript, <laughs> you know, like that's a big change. Uh, so good job uh, doing that for people who aren't following you and giving you money. How can they do that in? How can they follow me? Uh, I'm on Twitter, frosty weather, obviously. Cause I'm a meteorologist. A weatherman. Um, 
So frosty weather on Twitter is probably the best way to follow me. Awesome. Uh, Brad, how can people follow you and give you money? Uh, Bradfrost.com, Brad underscore Frost on Twitter. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you, uh, y'all, for coming on. Uh, really appreciate it. And thank you, dear listener, for downloading this in your podcatcher of choice. Be sure to start our favorite up. That's how people find out about the show. Follow us on Twitter at Shop Talk Show for tens of tweets a month. And join us over on the Discord, patreon.com slash Shop Talk Show. Chris, do you have anything else you'd like to say? Shoptalkshow.com. <gasps>